You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. If you don't want to learn about prayer, um, then that's fine. Go learn about something else. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I have a few introductory items to talk about. So first of all, I'll I'll start with a funny one. There's a very funny one. Um, I left my phone. Kate Saunders, is that who you said? Yes. Kate Saunders said, she said something to me last week, and she said, oh, this is hilarious. She told me a funny story, so I had to share it with you all. So she now, I might be wrong on a little bit of the details, but I think she was like a teacher of a second grade class, maybe a first grade class, something like that. And she was teaching on prayer. She was teaching cursive, you know, all of the things that teachers teach. And one of her students wrote a note, and this is the note. And I know it's hard to read, so you don't need to try to read it because I typed it, but that's the note. And then here's what it says. Dear God, sorry I'm disturbing you. My teacher makes us talk to you all the time. Sorry. <laughs> so, so that's from a, like a second grader. And she says, sorry, I have to talk to you all the time. My teacher makes us. So, <laughs> okay. That was really, I thought that was hilarious. I'm the only person that thought that was funny. But uh, we want to talk about prayer this morning. So also something else, uh, I was listening back to uh, last week's Sunday school, and um, uh, I mentioned prayer lists and how sometimes, you know, those aren't, uh, sometimes they can be a crutch, but uh, I do want to balance, I feel like I said too many negative things and not enough positive things. Uh, prayer lists are very positive. Uh, we write a prayer list every Wednesday night, <laughs> and uh, so there are many, many benefits to prayer list. How many of you, uh, go ahead and raise your hand. How many of you have, you know, hey, would you pray for me about this? And you totally forgot <laughs> what it was. Who is that person's name? What was I supposed to pray about? I remember they asked me to pray about something. What was it again? That's where, I mean, that's where a list can come out. Uh, for me, I have, I have my phone and I tell people, I'm like, hey, I'm not posting a status on Facebook. I'm writing down what you're saying so that I can pray for this person, you know. <laughs> I'm not updating my Twitter right now. Uh, I'm just writing down what you're saying. So something like that. But um, prayer lists have a lot of benefit. I am not against them uh, in any way. Uh, but I, I think I was, I, what was in my mind was um, sometimes they can become um, like you're reading a, li- like reading a book and you're not really meaning what you're saying, is what I was saying. But uh, just, to, just to be clear, just to even out the scale, uh, prayer lists are very good. And um, uh, my mom has one, and my mom has showed me hers. Uh, up top is dad, uh, me and my sister, my wife, and then everyone else. <laughs> but up top, us, us, us four is what matters. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, uh, it's very good to have a prayer list. I want to encourage anyone uh, to start one if, if you don't have one. Or, or um, it, I've heard of this. On Monday, I pray for my spouse. On Tuesday, I pray for my kids. On Wednesday, I pray for the country. On Thursday, I, and you could, you could do, you have the liberty, you do what you want. So, uh, let us continue with where we were. Hopefully, I want to finish this lesson. But also, 
Uh, I loved Sunday school last week, and I'm not saying that because I'm the teacher. I'm saying that because of our great discussion. Uh, I loved our discussion. I, I felt like we were helping people. I felt like we were learning something. What is Sunday school? Like school, we're trying to teach. We're trying to help bring people along. Uh, so you are more than welcome to raise your hand. If you have a comment, you have something you want to say, um, let's stay on focus, stay on track of prayer. <laughs> but if you have a comment, you have something to say, uh, let's, I loved our discussion that week. That was a, an encouragement to me. I liked it better. <laughs> I liked it better than the lesson. I just felt like it was very helpful and uh, very helpful to everyone here. All right. So where we are, go to Philippians. I should have said that before. Philippians in your Bible, if you have your Bible, Philippians. Abbreviated Phil. Philippians chapter 4. Go to Philippians chapter 4. And we're really breaking down about three or four verses. Five verses. We're breaking down about five verses in Philippians 4, and we're continuing this lesson um, on, on prayer. Real church, real, real prayer. Philippians 4, in verse 5. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So where we are in our lesson, I'm trying to hop back to where we were. We're in Philippians 4, 6. And it's letter B, the delivery of our request. There's a delivery of our request, um, letter B, and we're in Philippians 4, 6. So it mentions three things, by prayer, supplication, and with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So that's where we are in our lesson, and I'll continue off where we left off. Um, There it is. After prayer... Verse 6 mentions supplication. This this word means supplication, the earnest, sincere desire of the heart. The Lord wants you to bring to him those burdens that are close to your heart and weighing on your spirit. He desires that you come to him with fervency. Now, uh, you know, what what you can say, you know, prayer, supplication, that word supplication, um, I... (laughs) I thought about, you know, what does that mean? I, I felt like the answer to me was like real prayer. Um, supplication, the, the most sincere and honest desires of your heart. Um, it is a bigger prayer than uh, God be with our food, the weather today. In Jesus' name, amen. It's just, supplication. God, you know that my mom is not saved. And, um, God, she's been on my heart for a long time. Would you please speak to her? You know, it is, it, I, I just see the word supplication as a deeper, the most sincere, the burdens of your heart. Those personal things that, hey, if we're honest with each other, 
it would be, it would be scary if we told each other. It, uh, let's think about those things. Let's think about a few things right now that you would not want everybody in the room to know. Okay? Those are the things that God says, I just don't want you to ask about the weather. I just don't want you to ask, ah, let us have a good day at work today. And those things are good. Those things are important. I want to know the most sincere and real desires of your heart. I want to know the honest truth, real prayer. And that's, and that's what I believe that supplication is really talking about. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. He cares for you. And casting, I remember last week, casting our burdens, throwing our burdens. Uh, and I believe God is similar to a parent saying, you do not need to carry that. You do not need to have this weight. Um, do you not know who I am? It, I don't, you don't need to have that. You can throw that upon me. The all-powerful, all-knowing, almighty God. You know, that's, again, that's just the way my brain thinks about it. It's like, why am I carrying this if he is all-powerful? And so on. So, moving on. The final area of prayer, so that was supplication. The final area of prayer mentioned is sometimes the hardest, and that is thanksgiving. We're all fine to offer thanksgiving after our prayers are answered, but this verse instructs us to include thanksgiving in our requests. When worry has gripped your heart and your needs tower <clears throat> like a mountain in front of you, it's easy to forget to give thanks. And yet, even in our greatest extremities, God's goodness, Pastor, God's goodness is still present in our lives. The choice to give thanks, even when we don't feel like it, helps us to realign our own hearts with the truth of God's goodness. And uh, I'm excited for uh, the service at 11, uh, speaking of God's goodness. But um, always remember to give thanks. And I think this is definitely a key to prayer that many people miss. Because the more you might say, God, you know, I, I honestly have some, some real struggles. But first, I want to thank you for, let's go to the past. God, I want to thank you for saving me. I remember that place. I remember that time. Thank you for that. God, I just want to thank you that I remember I was in big trouble. And God, you delivered me. I remember, and, and this, and suddenly when you get to today's current problem, you're like, wow, I have a great big God. You know what? The more I think about it, God has answered my prayers all, you know, back here, I think he's got this one too. And, and in giving thanks, and this is why I'm saying that this is, I think, one of the most underrated parts of prayer is giving thanks. So uh, we can have a discussion here, but um, I have, I have a, a, a model of prayer that I use. Um, it reminds me of an Oreo cookie, <laughs> but um, I always do thanks, needs, thanks is how I pray. Um, now, I want to be very clear. If you do not pray that way, you are not doing it the wrong way. Okay? Very clear. If you don't pray that way, you're not doing it the wrong way. Uh-uh. This is just the way I do it. So, um, if you, uh, on Wednesday night, you'll hear and listen. I give thanks. I pray for the needs. And then I give thanks. And uh, that's just always been the way that I've been taught to pray. Um, and in the model prayer of, um, of um, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I'm praising God, praising God, on earth as it is in heaven. Here's my needs. Give us this day our daily bread. Here's my needs. Forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. Here's my need. Deliver us from evil. And here, I'm going to praise you. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So the way I see that prayer, and again, one more time, if you don't pray this way, you're not doing it the wrong way. But how I see that prayer, thank you, God. I'm going to praise you for who you are. Thank you. Here's my needs. Thank you again. The way I see it. So any, any, comments, any comments about that? How you, know, how you, does somebody want to say, well, the way I pray? Or sometimes, by the way, um, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm driving, I might not be like, thank you, need, thank you. I'm more of in a hurry. I've prayed at FCA before uh, in the high school. I didn't have time to say thank you, need, thank you. I just went right to the need. <laughs> so um, any, does anybody have a comment? How, how do you pray or... Or what, what's the outline that you use or something? We can move on. Pastor? I almost think it is reminding ourselves. It is reminding ourselves, oh yeah, God is great. Oh yeah, God is good. Oh yeah, God has my best favor. Now when I get to my needs, I'm like, oh, okay. Now that I know that, all right, God, I, I have a few needs, but I, I know you're great. And, and, and then it, again, it's a perspective thing. Any other comments? And we can, we can move on. Yes, Emily. Amen. you're like okay whatever you want you just get it (laughs) you want a new toy you got it uh hey man i love you you, not everything has to be so exact if somebody says i love you lord amen that's fine (laughs) that's fine that's you know they didn't say in jesus name no i think he heard it (laughs) so yes Miss Doria. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, she said it means a lot that Jesus came in the flesh. And Christmas is coming soon. Jesus came in the flesh, and he knows our struggles. He knows our problems. He's had relatives that died. He had, he had the problems and that everybody faces on the earth. And Doria says, Jesus, I know you understand this. And, you know, that can give you comfort. Jesus understands what you're going through. Yes. 
a daily prayer for God's will in your life. That's very good, very good. All right, we will move on from here. Charles Spurgeon commented, When we bless God for mercies, we usually prolong them. And when we bless God for miseries, we usually end them. Most of us will find it is much easier to bless God for mercies than miseries. Yet God commands us to give thanks in all things. And, and uh, today, I mean, it is, it is November. I, I always think of November as the month that we give thanks in November. Always a, a focus of saying thank you to the Lord. So let's pause right here and be reminded that when we pray, give thanks. That's, when we pray, give thanks to the Lord with thanksgiving. And it is, a, it is a vital part of prayer I think a lot of people miss. So uh, let's continue. How can we give thanks in the midst of overwhelming difficulties? And what can we give him thanks for? There are many reasons to give thanks through trouble, but here are a couple. Number one, God has a plan. God has a plan with what is going on. And a lot of times, whenever we're in the moment, we, we do not see it. What in the world is he doing? What, you know, what could God do with this? Regardless of what happens in our lives, we can know that God is sovereign and he's working. Regardless of how it feels in the moment, we can trust that he will work on our behalf and not allow us to suffer above what we can bear and, what we, and we can give him thanks for that. Number, uh, number two, God has a purpose. God has a plan, but he also has a purpose. We often cannot see how tragedies that God allows in our lives can be redeemed by God to work toward a divine purpose. But God has promised that he will do just that. Even before we see how it works out, we can give him thanks for his, his good purposes. God, whatever you're doing, whatever's going on, I don't know why I was given this. I don't know why I have the family that I have. I don't know why this is happening at my job. God, would you help me to find your will in this? And would you help me to find this great purpose? You know, uh, praying something like that. Romans 8, 28, love this verse. And we know that all things work together for good for them, to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. Even in our darkest days, we have a good reason to give thanks and bring our requests to the Lord. When we practice the patience and moderation and the discipline of prayer, we can discover a greater gift that we can fathom. And that is real peace. Number three, the real peace of the believers. The real peace of the believers. Philippians 4.7. Philippians 4.7. Your Bibles are open. Let's read that. Philippians 4.7. So he instructed on prayer, verse 7, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So remember that the Bible is in, an, you know, has a, a thought pattern and an order. So here's, here's what just happened. Let, let, let your prayers be made known, be made, have supplication, have thanksgiving, and, and keep your mind in prayer. And what follows? The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's what follows from prayer. Letter A, the gift of peace. There's a gift. Letter A, the gift of peace. Perfect peace is a gift from God himself. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always 
By all means, the Lord be with you all. Worry is tension between the mind and the heart. It begins in our minds <coughs> as we contemplate the what-ifs. I know many people that run their minds with what-ifs and what-ifs and causing anxiety and so on. And then it becomes attached to our hearts and our emotions. And when, we, when this battle that began in our minds begin to wage war on our hearts, we feel overwhelmed and hopeless. When we release our cares, uh, the cares of our mind onto the Lord in prayer, we are training or focusing our mind on God. And the sweet byproduct of thus is staying our minds on him is his peace. That because um, we can let go, you know, oftentimes um, I've, I've prayed prayers before. And after my prayer, I was able to not live in worry. That doesn't happen every time. But I'm just saying that have you ever, I want you to think of a time for yourself. Have you prayed something? He said, you've given it to God, and you've casted your care upon him. And you've said, amen, the prayer is over. And now, it's like, now I, I don't even worry about that anymore. I had, you know, I had a lot of anxiety over that. I would think about that situation for hours. And now, I, you know what, I've given it to God, and now it's just not the main thing on my mind anymore. Um, I was able to give it to the Lord. So um, just want to insert a, uh, just a, a personal story very quickly. Uh, my dad has had two heart attacks. And uh, during his, I forget, maybe, I don't know what one it was, his first or his second. I don't remember. But, you know, my mom drove him to the hospital. Oh, man, this was bad. <laughs> this was bad. He was shoveling the snow because I was out of town. So that's, <laughs> it was all my fault. <laughs> just just kidding. I'm just find, trying to find some humor in, in a dark story. But that was, that was a bad night. I'm like, what was he doing? Shoveling. And I was like, <laughs> I was out of town. Anyway, uh, they go to the hospital. And, of course, Mom is um, up in arms and, and, and struggling. But she has told me, she said, Ryan, I prayed and I found grace. And everybody says she, they can't believe how calm I was. And they can't believe how, um, you know, she would answer the phone and how she wasn't sobbing uncontrollably and how she, and, and so on. Or making the situation bigger than what it was or, or whatever. And she, she repeats, she says, Ryan, I prayed, God give me this, um, this perfect peace. And, and, and my cares were gone. I knew, I knew your dad would live. I knew he'd be okay, and I just can't explain it other than that. So I think we can all think of situations in our lives where uh, something got pretty real pretty quick, and um, where you said, God, and you can't have a prayer that's thank you, need, thank you. It's more like an emergency prayer. Say, God, I need you right now. And whatever, you know, something's going on. And right at this very moment, I need your presence. And you, you might even be, be able to say amen. You just have to go on to the next thing, whatever's happening. Um, but God unleashes his perfect peace and um, this peace that, oh, this peace that passes all understanding. That, 
that is a word that we use or a phrase that we use that I think at that moment my mom understood what that phrase, exactly what that phrase meant. A peace that passes, that we can't even understand the peace that God gives us. And he takes care of us. So, any comments about that? All right. Colossians 3.15. Yes, sir. Even if it's not okay. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any comments. Danny? Mm-hmm. Amen. I think uh, that reminds me a little bit of what Doria said. Like, Jesus was... He, he was in our trials. He was a human. And he went through what we go through. He was around what we go around. And persecuted and, and whatever you want to call it. He's, he, was, he was around what we were around. And um, yeah. yeah. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. Mm-hmm.
think what can be said here and maybe in this section is to reflect on what kind of, what kind of a life are we living are we living a life of prayer and then anxiety or prayer and then peace are you know you know what i'm saying how what is your life like you you can be a christian for a long time you can be saved for a long time but let's reflect on yourself not on anybody next to you You think, when I pray, after I'm done praying, I just live a big, long life of peace, or or the peace of God helps me, or am I back to anxiety, depression, and, and, you know, what are we we living like? And I, I think that's a good question for all of us to reflect on and to think about as, as we talk about this. Colossians 3.15, Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let that be like your lifestyle. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Not not other things. (laughs) The other things that I already mentioned. Try not to repeat myself. But let God's peace rule in your heart, to the which also ye are called in one body. And then be and be thankful. So again, it's November. But be thankful. And I, th- that's, I think that's another key, the going hand in hand. hand. Uh, thankfulness and peace. Um, thankfulness and peace. Uh, y- yes? That verse right there, verse 9, I learned it some years ago, but it's really fresh on me in the moment. It says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Uh, that rule right there is literally saying, you can hear the idea of just like you have an official in sports. Uh, Mm-hmm. calling the shots and saying what's allowed, what's not allowed. And so we have the peace of God that we're talking about for we in our hearts. Amen. And obviously like when you go into anxiety or anger or whatever it may be, that peace of God is like kind of throwing flags and blowing the whistle. Like, oh, stop, hold up. Uh, that's, uh, that's not the way we play. Yeah. You know, let, let, let the that's, peace of God yeah. say, mm-hmm. don't remember this is the way we run this, this is mm-hmm. the way we Amen. It, uh, let it direct, you know, direct your life, direct your heart. And again, not, um, not living a life filled with those, those negative things. Um, we ought, you know, we ought not be that way. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not necessary to live that way. Um, when we have God that answers prayers and then gives us peace, if he doesn't answer our prayer, you know, if he doesn't uh, heal our loved one, you, you know, he, he gives peace in every trial. Letter B, the guardianship of peace. Letter B is the guardianship of peace. The promise that God's peace will keep your hearts and minds is fascinating. The word keep means to mount a garrison over. God's peace will guard your hearts and minds, and it will repel anxiety, doubt, and worry. When you begin to walk with God, believe the promises of his word and share in fellowship with the local church the thoughts the Lord has, the Lord and his power uh, and his power in your mind actually begin to affect the feelings of your heart. 
Satan sends his fiery darts in your mind, but God's peace is able to keep or guard uh, your heart and your mind. We tend to think that what is required for peace is to, for our circumstances to be right. But in reality, what brings peace is when our minds are stayed on God's word. When our minds are stayed on him, uh, looking on things above, um, when focusing, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. All our other worries and things like that. Again, it is a focused thing. Definitely a focused thing. As someone once said, safety consists not in the absence of danger, but in the presence of God. Safety is not in an absence of danger, but in the presence of God. Even so, peace consists not in ideal circumstances, but in the presence of God. We do not need perfect circumstances to have, thus have, perfect peace. Uh, Paul specifically reminded his readers that the true peace is not only available in Christ Jesus. Excuse me. Paul specifically reminded his readers that true peace is only available in Christ Jesus. I read that wrong. This is not the peace that we can manufacture or duplicate, but it, bec- but it, <coughs> it, beca- it comes only because we know him as our Savior and we're choosing to bring our prayers and supplications to him with thanksgiving. Um, that's how we, we live a life, thus, of peace. So in conclusion, real prayer is a privilege of every child of God. It is also the secret source of power for our church. So again, this, this book, Real Church, um, real prayer is the secret source, the power of a church, um, is definitely in the prayer. Without prayer, we may have much activity, but we will have little substance. I, I agree with that fully. You, we can have a lot of little classes. We can have a lot of little meetings or a lot of uh, uh, fluff, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but without prayer, we, we don't have little to no substance. We may have polished exteriors, but we will have little peace. Authentic prayer that seeks God's face and bears one's heart is indispensable to the Christian and to the local church. Uh, Any questions or comments on this?